The following podcast contains strong language and scenes that some listeners may find disturbing. Hello and welcome to the Movie Bunker podcast with myself, Matt, and... It's me, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello, Matthew. (laughs) How are you today? (laughs) I'm okay. This is good, isn't it? Yeah, we're in the hot bunker today. It's a hot house. We're not allowed to moan about the heat because we don't have enough of it, but it's warm in there. It's very warm. It's uncomfortably warm. Quick reminder of what we do in the Movie Bunker. What is it we do? What is it? I don't know. (laughs) I just hope one day you'll let me out. No, what we do is we, we, we take critically panned films... And we rewatch them on the off chance that one day, <laughs> as we get further into this, it seems less and less fucking likely, but that one day there'll be an enjoyable film. The critics will be horribly wrong and we'll come in here and we'll be screaming and shouting the praises of this film, telling people to go out and watch it. And the good thing is, because it's critically panned and other people may or may have not heard of it, you better pick it up for pennies in the bargain bins. Yes, it was your turn. No, it was my turn. Your turn. Yes, Chris picked the film. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it's not Chris's fault. It was your lot fault because you voted in your ones and twos. <laughs> and yeah, we Twitter polled it, didn't we? Yeah. And we chose Pain and Gain. My name is Daniel Lugo, and I believe in fitness. All this began because it was time to push myself harder. Oh, there you go. Yes. Otherwise, I was looking at another 40 years of wearing sweatpants to work. Mr. Doggle, are you currently using steroids? I think they messed me up. Don't worry, so we specialize in here. Penis magic. I'm a self-made man. I made a lot of money. Maybe yourself ought to spend some of it on a salad. You know who invented salad? Poor people. What's going on, Dio? Hey, we just get tired of being where you are, Adrian? No. I kind of like it here. I mean, the weights are new. I mean, in life, man. When's the last time you paid your rent when it was due? I got a plan to change that. Where'd you do your time, pal? Up north. How you fixed for a job now? You just can't kidnap a guy and take his things. That's so illegal. I'm sure we can. Victor Kershaw is a criminal prick who deserves bad stuff to happen to him. We go through with this. Nobody gets hurt, right? No, man. We snatch him. There he is. We grab him. He signs a few signatures. We give him a protein shake. You don't even know what happened. I watched a lot of movies, Paul. I know what I'm doing. The Sun Jim gang has successfully acquired every asset you had. What happens now? Now I go to work. You said no violence. And I meant it when I said it, I swear to God. I cannot kill. Duly noted. Look, when this is over, we'll all go camping, all right? Okay. This is the highest rated film we've looked at. Yeah, 6.1 on IMDb, which is pretty good for us. (laughs) Um, And I didn't realise it was so high. I just remember at the time of its release, which was back in 2013, I believe. April 11th. Wow, great. Great factoid there. (laughs) Cheers, mate. Um, That it got, it was met with a great deal of backlash and, and, well, critical panage. So watch it, we did. So, as always at this point of the podcast... Plop synopsis. Yeah, so this is based on a true story of uh, Daniel Lugo, who's played by Mark Wahlberg, a Miami bodybuilder who wants to live the American dream. He would like to have the money that other people have. So he enlists the help of fellow bodybuilder Adrian Dorble, who's played by Anthony Mackey, and ex-convict Christian bodybuilder Paul Doyle, who's played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, their kidnapping and extortion scheme goes terribly wrong since they have muscles for brains uh, and they're left to haphazardly try Doesn't to... Doesn't everyone have muscles for brains? Okay, but the brain is a muscle, you're right. Uh, it needs to be worked out regularly. Yeah. And they're left to haphazardly try to hold on to the in- elusive American dream. Is, is it the American dream? I mean, a lot of these films kind of paint themselves as the American dream of it. Or is, like, the, is the American dream just to have so much... You've got excess... Yeah, it's um, wealth and... Uh, Laughing over excesses. Yeah, wealth, uh, fast cars, loose women uh, and a drug habit. That seems to be the American dream based on what um, 
Michael Bay telling us. So it's based on a true story. So this this is. is a real thing that happened in so the nineties or the early two thousand or the noughties. Uh, I don't know exactly actually the uh, the real events when I was reading about them. It does have film written all over it when you're reading this true story. It's a bunch of as only true stories can a bunch of events that if you made it up would seem utterly ridiculous. So Michael Bay's taken that and chose to make a black comedy out of it, which I think. I find strange. The biggest problem I have with this film is the tone. Yeah, it doesn't know what it wants to be, does it? No. It's dark humour. It's kind of like true romance meets kiss, kiss, bang, bang meets snatched, snatched. Yeah, meets Goodfellas. It's all kind of mm-hmm. it's, it's all of those films in one sort of horrible fever dream. And I don't think it helped that I read the actual article uh, that was uh, published about the, the, the original gang. Right. Um, there are various points of the film. You have this horrible realization that they're laughing at actual dead people, mm. people that have actually, you know, been murdered by these guys. Yeah, and in a in a weird way, they're trying to make them like you know Christian Slater and True Romance, um, uh, Natural Born Killers. They're trying to make these people like likable, and mm. they want you to be with them along their journey and kind of see where they're coming from. Whereas they were just really horrible people. Yeah. Michael Bay directed the film, and this was kind of a, his first step away from the big blockbuster crash and bang stuff that he's been doing. It was his cheapest doing. film since Bad Boys. Yeah, so have you got the budget to hand? Yes, it was £35 million. Pounds. That is cheap, isn't it? But all the main stars um, waived their fees Yeah, in favour of back-end takings. Why? So, so sure that there was going to be a massive success, I guess. That seems odd that they would... Yeah, so um, he took um, like the director's standard fee, whatever that is. Yeah, um, Warburg and Dwayne Johnson didn't take any fee, but asked for cuts for the from the back end. Anthony Mack, I think, probably just took some money from it, etc. But yeah, so I mean, in terms of modern films, you know, two thousand and thirteen, thirty-five million is is peanuts when you consider the cast is in it because it's not just those three in it. There's the cast list is, is rich and deep. I mean, you've got Ed Harris in it. Yeah. <laughs> no. My heart sank when I saw him because I didn't know he was in it. And I then he turned he up it. halfway through, roughly. He's in. He's not in the whole film. He's in sort of the, the, oh, the final kind of half of the film, I think. And then Tony uh, Shalob, Shahib. He's one of those guys. I mean, what was the series? Uh, Monk. Monk. Famous from Monk. Yeah, he's been in loads of stuff, and he's great actor, character actor. Um, he's in Men in Black, isn't he? he gets his yeah. head blown off in that. Ow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he's great, and he, he actually, in terms of his character, is obviously what they. I think what they wanted to do. He's the the victim or the main victim in this story. Who yeah, it's kidnapped and extortionized. Um, they basically. Um, uh, take all his possessions and they take his, they clean him out basically don't yeah. they and they hold him prisoner and they torture him and, it, and it's horrible but he's not a likeable character and they've obviously deliberately tried to make him as um, as detestable as possible yeah. in terms of his morals and, and his character but actually you end up feeling sorry for the guy because he, he, he doesn't deserve what he gets no and the redemption at the end is, is pretty good we'll get onto that probably a bit later but yeah he's good Ed Harris, we mentioned. Rob uh, Corddry, I think, is the way he is. He's been in yeah. loads of stuff like Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Um, <laughs> what else like has he been in? Oh, you'd recognise um, him. Ballers, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right, in, the so series. in that series, Sky, yeah. is it a Sky series? Yes. Rebel Wilson's in this as well, um, yeah. playing her usual sort of... She doesn't standard. scale back, does it? I mean, it's, it's literally a little bit of a Rebel Wilson character. Yeah, and I, I really like her. Uh, she's funny in, in everything she's been in. I don't want to say she's strong in this, but she is. I don't know. She's not. She doesn't stand out, but she she does a fairly decent job, I think, with what she's been given. She's not given a lot. No, and I as it's some, some dick jokes. It's a little less than what I'm used to, but what the heck? See, Mark Wahlberg seems to be quite attached physically and literally to um, not literally physically and uh, <laughs> c- cinematographically. <laughs> Attached to Michael Bay. I mean, they seem to be... It was filmed in between, wasn't it? In between Transformers films. Yeah, yeah. The Last Night, which is the most recent excellent film of uh, the Transformers franchise. And then you had one before that, which was... You're going to have to justify that, because no one's going to believe you. It's brilliant, isn't it? No, it's not, is it? 
Yeah, but they seem to be connected. They obviously have some sort of uh, connection. Yeah, so he, he, um, Michael Bay announced this film, and I think um, it's like when... Uh, yeah, it's a bit, bit of a Nicolas Cage moment, I guess. So he, he has to do several Michael Bay films, and then he's allowed that they let him do one of his own films that he wants to do. And this yeah. was the film. He wanted to do a character-driven piece. Well, it's his art house kind of... <laughs> his art house flip, but it's, isn't it's, it? It's obviously Michael Bay. There's, like, you know... The swoop down lens flare, the low angle upwards, all of that sort of lovely. The upskirting. The upskirting of every, everyone's chin. The, you know, the, the jutted jaw into middle distance is, uh, yeah, 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 is, yeah. is, is obvious in, in many places. What do you think of Michael Bay's, uh, the cinematography in his films? If, if, regardless of the content, how it's shot and what, the, the panning camera, yeah. um, the colour, because it, it, they are, it's all very similar in terms of colour and, the way the way he shoots and frames stuff. What, what do you think? I know it's not him, but it's, it's yeah. a cinematographer that you probably works with. But it's all his style is is yeah. is is. is, is uh, I don't mind. It lends itself to films like Armageddon and things where you want a sense of scale. Yes, yes. You know, a sense of grandiose actions. You know? But do you do Americana very much? Is yeah. The color palette's always the same. Yeah. There was, there was bits in this film when there was uh, shots of cars. Like you know, you you're saying the aerial shots of cars driving down a, a, you know, a highway or a long road, and it was like that could have been Transformers. Yeah, we could have been looking at the Transformers. <laughs> Any minute now, that sweepingness of it all. And I was thinking, actually, I quite like it visually. I think it's yeah. it's, it's quite a nice palette for me. It's the content. Um, <laughs> the content is just hideous. But even the direction, the sort of art direction of this film is 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 kind of mixed because that. It almost feels like two or three directors had a go at this at different points. There's a very, right. there's a very clear start, middle, and end, and at which point there they, they tends to be like a. I mean, like at one point we even had like a freeze frame and um, a bit of information about cocaine flashed upon the screen. Yeah, inconsistent. And it's facts, like that, yeah. that hadn't happened at any point. There, no, there'd, there'd been none of these sort of like you know um, stop. Type, yeah, you yeah. know, text moments on the screen it hadn't happened at all before, and yeah. then suddenly it picks up. And you're like, "Where's that come from?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very. Different. And in a true story, where you kind of want to get lost in it a little bit and go along with the characters, yeah, it's it's a third wall breaker. It's like, oh, and then we're back into the film again. The consistent stuff he does throughout the film is the internal monologuing that you get from every character. Yeah. So it's almost like chapter based, isn't it? So you'll get a little bit of uh, The Rock on his own, and you'll get a bit of Mark Wahlberg, and you've got a bit of Anthony Mackie on his own, and they'll be. Uh, they'll be explaining what's what's happening and what they felt about this situation, and then that that's interjected all the way through to, I guess, bring some sort of morality to the film because, I mean, some of the characters are a bit torn in terms of what they're doing, but uh, Mark Wahlberg's characters, particularly or specifically, is um, really intent on following the plan through of the you know the murderizing and the uh, extortionating and uh, and just whatever the cost yeah and he's the way he's uh, manipulating his two accomplices to do the work with him and for him well it's the um, whole doers thing isn't it yeah so he's a uh, kind of this uh from pumped up steroided kenyon who we all know from uh uh, hangover. Oh, uh, right. So this is like a motivational guy. The motivational his, his speaker. Guru, yeah. 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 Be a uh, doer, not a donter. Was it a donter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I think um, Mark Wahlberg probably needs to take take a bit of that advice. Well, to be, be a donter. Be a donter. <laughs> Especially when it comes to um, films made by um, the Bayhem Meister. <laughs> Should we talk about the characters a little bit, shall we? Yeah. So for Backman and... Um, in terms of real life characters, Mark Wahlberg's character and Anthony Mackie's character were both like real people. From yeah, the story. Dwayne Johnson's character is made up and but sort of like contains elements of other real characters. That he's actually, a mashup. He's a bit of a mashup of them. Know why habit rhymes with rabbit? Because your whole life disappears down a bunny hole. While you grow long, sensitive ears to better hear the sound of sirens coming for you. Lucky for me, I got saved. Saving all God's creatures was my special mission. You know, the son of God knew how to just say no. I guess you could say he's my role model. 
Why Miami? It was warm. It had beaches. And I didn't have any warrants in Florida. Chaplain at Attica said Pastor Randy had been down the Habit Road himself. So he'd help me. Curfew's nine on weekdays, ten on weekends. I've been there, dude. You want to rap? My door's always open. I like to rap. The fun is very friendly. Just come in any time. Any time at all. I'm just Randy now. Well, they all work out at the gym, yeah. which is where Mark, Marky Mark, works and and comes up with the plan as he's he's uh, spotting. It seems a really quick way to come up with a plan. It was like one minute he triples the um, the turnover yeah, of this gym. I don't know if that was true. <laughs> I think that might have been bullshit. So he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, uh, he's a bit patient. Like the the prelude or the or the sort of the uh, the intro to the film is kind of you see the end of the film at the beginning. So you saw, so it's kind of yeah. How did I freeze frame? How did I end up here? Sort of. It's just jazz. train spotting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nicked it, train spotting. Yeah. So you learn about Mark Wal- uh, Daniel Lugo, Mark Wahlberg's, Wahlberg's character, is obviously someone who's not particularly well educated. He's he's not got a great job. He works in dead end r- jobs, right? And then he um, wor- not worms his way in, but he bullshits his way into by being a head gym person. Yeah, lead. Gym man, <laughs> right? So, what are these people there? What are they called? Trainers, trainers like personal yeah. trainers <laughs> over here. They tell we've been, been, <laughs> we've been to a lot of gyms. <laughs> I mean, I think you only have to look at us to realize <laughs> that we're, we're we're massive gym bunnies. Yeah, well, anyway, he convinces the, the owner of this gym that he's gonna give he, a job, yeah. And so, he, and he does, he does a good job, he does a really good job. And he, yeah, he, he brings loads of uh, porn actresses in, doesn't he? Strippers. <laughs> strippers. So he cuts the rates for strippers just to get... Yeah. Right. So then this is where the misogyny comes in. So Michael Bay yeah. then seems right, this is perfect. And it's in all Michael Bay films, he has a Megan Fox looking like he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so there's, yeah, there's busty women in bikinis. There's um, just inappropriate shots and footage of legs and... And it, yeah, okay. If you if you are a fan of that genre, not that genre, but of Michael Bay's style, and you're a, a meathead, you probably are. This is this is fine for you. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, this is what you this is what you want in your Friday night yeah. popcorn treat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a bit more of the plot then. So um, so Mark, yeah, just for the listeners, anyway, Matt's literally just seen the film. I've literally just finished watching <laughs> it. It's so fresh. And it's, it's scarred in my mind. Um, the World Cup's on. It's hard to Absolutely, fit in films yeah. and World Cups and sleepy time. Yeah. I need a lot of sleepy time. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, as uh, as fathers of two young children each, we, we do need to sleep. And I keep doing the thing with the footballs. I, I power drink a couple of beers at the start of the football, which makes you very sleepy about an hour later. Yeah, well, it's kind of... Um, and it's hot. It's very hot. We're in the middle of a heat wave. If you're binging in this in, in, you know, at Christmas time... Lucky fucker, basically. <laughs> you can step outside. Oh, yeah, it's nice and cool. Put a jumper on. I'd love to put a jumper on. I wouldn't. You'd, I'd oh, I wouldn't know, but it, I don't you know. I was on train back from London on Monday and the air conditioning was broken. Well, my air conditioning's been broken at work. Oh. It's 30, oh. 30 degrees in my office. Isn't that illegal? Probably. I'm sweating like a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no pain, no gain, though. No. no, that's right. I'm losing a few pounds. Yes. So, so plot. Let's so the plot. So the plot, and uh, I'll kind of talk about the divergences here then, because mm-hmm. uh, I read the article. I, I've literally just finished watching the film. Um, so uh, Murphy Mark's character, like you mentioned, um, wants to attain the American dream, but he doesn't want to do it via hard work, which is the American dream. Um, he wants to do it by uh, burglary and theft and larceny, which yeah, yeah. is the American dream. I don't know. Um, so um, he meets. Um, uh, Tony Schwab's Victor, Victor Kershaw and he works out this bloke's got a lot of money and he doesn't like the fact he's got a lot of money because he's an immigrant and um, he doesn't seem to deserve his money his money is kind of shady money so they yeah. hatched this plan that what they were going to do is they're going to um, kidnap him um, and then once whilst kidnapped, they're going to the three finger plan. They're going to kidnap him. They're going to then make him sign away all of his stuff, mm. and then they're going to kill him. Mm. Or, or they say clean up America. Oh God! Ugh. It's a Trumpy film, isn't it? It's quite Trumpy. I imagine the Trump era. This probably plays quite well. 
Build a fucking wall. Stop yeah, these immigrants yeah. coming over here and making ma- money. Imagine all of them in sort of being successful. MAGA hats on. So that 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 element of the story does map ex- entirely entirely to the, the true story. This is mm-hmm. this how this guy hatched his plan to do this. Um, weirdly, from the black comedy perspective. They didn't. There was loads of failed attempts to kidnap this guy. They they they, they featured like two or three mm. in there, like um, dressing as ninjas. Um, at one point, in the real world, they um, hid on his lawn um, and were going to jump out and grab him. But then, um, only later on realised as cars pulled into the driveway, they were basically backlit. <laughs> oh God! Um, and they would then they were then. Um, heard running away from the scene um, shouting sort of like um, abort abort uh, the eagle has flown and like really random kind of generic special forces terms so th- these guys were proper dumb in um, in, in real life and uh, as I say they kind of weirdly glossed over a lot of the dumbness in this really because they are fucking dumb aren't they yeah so they eventually do kidnap him eventually do get him to a place to torture the shit out of him um again that's something that i guess because they didn't want us to hate the fuck out of these characters there's been downplayed quite a bit in there the sort of level of torture and um anthony mackie's character in real life um was apparently completely sadistic and would um would just turn up torture the guy whilst apparently laughing hysterically the whole entire time yeah um, and, and this is their... something they just glossed over. <laughs> yeah, because in I guess in the film, what they've done with Anthony Mackie's character is make him a bit of a con- the conscious. Uh... Which is he's just nothing. He doesn't sort of. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't. You know, he, he doesn't not get involved. He doesn't provide any resistance to being involved. He just kind of just goes along with, with has a few punches plan. and stuff yeah. and things. And like you know, probably like the most likable character is Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson's because he's not real. Yeah, yeah, they, and he's sort of completely it, it, written his role in. Dwayne Johnson he doesn't do an appalling job, does he? I mean, I think it's it's hard to dislike him anyway. It's, as I say, we've, we've said this. Yeah, and Dwayne I do. Dwayne Johnson him. saves films and stuff, and like later on when he's sort of all coked up and stuff, it, it's actually reasonably amusing. But then again, like I said, every now and again you get the pull on your on your memory that this is a true story and people actually fucking died. Um, and should we be laughing at that? So yeah, so they've they've captured Victor, um, captured him, tortured the shit out of him, and they're trying to kill him, but they don't. Yeah, so they, they, they do a really shitty job of trying to kill Victor. Real shitty job. At Victor trying, escapes yeah. somehow. Yeah, gets gets involved with the police. The police can't help him. Um, the police don't believe him, and that's yeah. again something that's from true. And then, uh, but in real life, he calls on his um, he has uh, brothers and sisters who actually come out and. Um, take him on an air ambulance away from us in, in, in real life he actually just leaves he leaves and goes back home entirely rather than just going in a taxi to a shitty hotel nearby sort of thing oh right yeah, he stays in like a motel doesn't yeah. he yeah and that's where he calls uh, Ed Harris Ed house. Harris turns up and you think oh come on Ed yay Ed Harris come and save us save, save us. this film Make and, t- and t- t- into the rock yeah Ed Harris is good in this he's just He's just Ed Harris in it. Yeah, he's just no, I suppose he's just growling around. Yeah, but he's great. Know. I love Ed Harris. He's got a good he, face. Yes, he brings such a gravitas to stuff. Are you watching um, the other one, the Westworld thing? I, I I stopped watching Westworld about halfway through series one. I was just like, okay. well, it's a big investment. It's a very complicated and complex story, uh, and it doesn't in in series two. It goes. It goes nuts, multiple timelines and things like that. So it's right. confusing as hell. But the one thing I'd say, you know, all the characters, all the actors are really good. But Ed Harris is, is, is the man in black is phenomenal. Um, I must catch up. Great, his face does so. He does so much with his wrinkled face. <laughs> yeah, and as he gets older, he gets more wrinkled. He'd be able to do even more because we had to tuck it in a little bit. And but stuff. he's fit. Physically, he, he he must be getting on a bit, it's right? He's got to be 60, 70s. Yeah, he looks amazing. Yeah. Muscles. Kick my ass. Yeah, I love him. Anyway. I kind of jacks. And he plays Ed as well. His character's called Ed Dubois. 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 Surely. Yeah, Dubois. Dubois. Ed Dubois. From, the From that bit when he signs over his life to um to Marky Mark and uh, yeah. Mackie and The Rock and... 
then from that part, then we have like this weird, this 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 middle section is all all complete bullshit. It's all uh, completely fabricated. Which is this? Section. What happens? So this is when um, I <laughs> just watched half of it yesterday. <laughs> this is when um, he signed up all this stuff, and uh, this is the weird one, and I don't understand why they did this. Marky Mark convinces his stripper wife that he's the CIA, but now he she should go with the Rock. Yeah. So he basically lets some palms reason. off his girlfriend to the rock. Just gives him. Yeah. And they have... Well, but they get all the money. They get they, the money. Um, they blow the money on Mark Wahlberg's character moves into this to Victor's Act house. house. Yeah, doesn't yeah. even fuck about. Um, and the neighbours sort of just say, oh, okay, that's fine. Normal. Um, it seemed very easy. I mean, I've, I've bought a house in this country and it was fucking tricky. Yeah. And I, I, I fucking weird. <laughs> that... But it's a bloody nice house. Oh, it goes yeah. back to these colonial kind of massive houses that these people have got <laughs> with yachts and it's, it's back it's onto the water boat. yeah speedboat um, it's actually the house belongs to Hulk Hogan or did belong to Hulk Hogan oh um, and I've got a feeling if I get my facts right um, was, it, was all that been featured in it's the Michael, Hulk Hogan season it, don't know but it's Michael Bay's house it's the interior house. So, interior shots of Michael Bay's house which he bought from Hulk Hogan this is why the budget's so low. Yeah, go to, go to IMDb and check that out and uh, prove that I'm to talk to her crap. <laughs> but yes, um, they get the money and unfortunately they spend it in different ways. I mean, Marky Mark obviously is quite careful. Yeah. Um, well, he's spending it, he's just nicked the house as well, isn't he? Exactly. He's got this, uh, Mark, uh, sorry, Anthony Mackie's character falls in love with a nurse who to get his penis treated. He's got, um, yeah. he's impotent, he's yeah. impotent rather. And um, falls in love with Rebel, Wilson. Rebel Wilson's character, and as he gets his penis injected with some magic stuff, and then, um, <laughs> but unfortunately, Dwayne the Rock Johnson goes back to his old ways of it and gets he just snorts the lot. Yeah, and this is when the sort of like, but this the, is this is the comedy action element of this middle section. So I don't know if the, it feels like probably during the edit, Michael Bay sat there went, "This isn't Bay enough. Yeah, I need a heist." I need cocaine. I need like a bit more slapstick going yeah. on. So, so there's a, there's plenty more freezing of the camera, lots of silly chases, yeah. and he's got no cash. He's always coked up, um, and he, he robs money from the back of out the back of a, a security van. Yep, um, trying to go back the yeah, next things. Yeah, gets, and then gets pink thinged in the face yeah. has his toe shot off he has his toe shot off now I've got a written... then he keeps it <laughs> he keeps the toe in a little pot doesn't he and then a little bit later he gives it to a dog yes and he gives it to the dog sorry I'm just repeating again everything <laughs> you say but I was it was weird I, I didn't understand this this whole middle section so from that part until the bit where they decide to do it again is all just random montage scenes of it's a fever baydream, basically. A lot of people um, on the comments were complaining that this film, from the trailer, thought it would be a, a more of a comedy. And as such, most of the scenes in the trailer come from this middle section, where we have, yeah, like, you know... the slapsticky stuff. Yeah, we have coked up Dwayne Johnson getting his toe shot off and spunking money in his face, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and he gets to the kind of cocaine jaw and the kind of... You know, <laughs> Just, well, that's the one. <laughs> so yeah, then it moves on. He's a Christian as well, isn't he? So he keeps reciting. He was born again, yeah, born again Christian. Yeah, and he keeps reciting, you know, about stuff about Jesus and bits and bobs, which is a bit naff. So then, so it's a cheap shot, I think. It's, all of this middle section is just cheap. It's all cheap and nasty, and it just makes. And again, always you've got this little pool. Oh, People died. People died. These people killed people. People died. Did you see the bit halfway through the film? There's a bit where you get another freeze frames thing where a bit of text comes up says, "This is still a true story." Yeah. So this isn't. I wanted to. I'm blaming Fargo for this because there are so many true stories that state that they're true stories, mm. but diverge so wildly from the source material that I don't see how they can even present themselves as a true story anymore so like like this one I mean it, it kept saying this is a true story and like you say and then later on this is still a true story when they had him barbecue in the guy's fucking hands um, yeah there's a bit later on explain to explain that comment that um, <laughs> the rock's told to uh, burn fingerprints off the victims yeah um, so he's told to barbecue these hands in which he does um, without really any 
any issues. Um, apparently, that is made up, though. I've read that in terms of the, that is well, the, something similar happened, but he didn't use a barbecue; he just used a steel drum. But he, I mean, he did actually barbecue them out the front. He cooked them out the front of the place, and then so had to drag the, them around the back. These people are. Um, this is fucking horrible people. Yeah, they're absolutely is... horrible people. And then what they do is then 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 it catches back up again with the facts. So the, the facts of the real story is, is they did actually blow through all their money. I think they all blew through the money. They all lived in the big house and just blew through the cash really really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, strippers, lifestyle, everything. Yeah. Um, and then they decided to do it again obviously in the film they decided to do it again Marky Mark's reluctant to do it again he's he's settled he's fine but the rest of the other two are really keen they've on they've got no cash they've they got really, no cash left yeah they really quickly say they need to do more I mean yeah. is that the wedding of um, Anthony Mackie's character who gets married to Rebel Wilson and um, The Rock turns up without his toe uh, caked in crap where he's just been chased <laughs> through the streets and, and the police uh, lost him really easily yeah, and they had a helicopter on at one point, didn't they? Yeah, about eighty um, cops just suddenly turn up, and then he crashes the wedding without his toe, and um, manages. To, obviously, lets lets it slip that he's got no cash. He spends it all on coke, and the, you know all these guests at this wedding are all just sort of happily looking just on. Ignore him. And Who then, are these guests as well? I mean, where does this sudden extended family come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They <laughs> look pretty normal as well, yeah. don't they? No one's like, yeah. You, those sort of things you expect like two, three people in, but no. But and, and again, to try and I mean, the the first victim, from what I can what I've read, is quite close to the actual real first victim. The victor. Yeah, this is why they um, uh, he wasn't believed because he wasn't a particularly good person. He had, I mean, in fact, after the trial, he got instantly arrested himself for Medicare fraud. I think. Yeah, that is. Um, but then the second set of accounts victims. as well. Sorry, yeah, yeah. offshore accounts with money that he that he couldn't explain yeah. where he got it from. Yeah, it, it was um, criminal element type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but when they did it the second time round, um, so in the film they presented this kind of porn mogul, yeah, uh, with a with a sort of really crass kind of girlfriend wife trophy sort of thing and they present him and they've introduced him already previously and you kind of really go oh yes he's a bad person so again it's another attempt to make us feel not bad about what's going what's going to happen to these people because you know you know they want us to like marky mark and the rock and anthony macca they want us to like those characters and go along this journey with them so they present this but in real life the guy was like a uh a bulgarian immigrant that turned up with nothing um, started like a car cleaning thing and then um, did uh, sex phone lines um, and had uh, a young beautiful wife um, that they'd been together forever sort of thing yeah. um, and they, they obviously chose not to have that style of character because you can't justify <laughs> killing cut, that person cut killing him and chopping him up into small pieces yeah. which is what they try and then you're trying to dissolve this body in this acid. is a true story this is still a true story no it's yeah. not you changed massive important well, they, elements does, of it Mark, what's Marky Mark's plan because he doesn't go along with it he basically they, he thinks he's going to get money out of them he has like a stupid home video no he's like a slideshow with um yeah, he presents. He has like a business proposition. It's like this, a, this poor he, yeah, he's done like a shill thing, isn't he? He wants them to sign up to a contract to sign up with some money for it and stuff. And, and he thinks that he thinks everything's going well, and then um, the uh, the poor mogul sort of calls him out and says, "Basically, do you know anything about business? This is a, this yeah. is absolute crap." Yeah, thanks for having me around. Um, I've enjoyed my your presentation and, and a bit yeah, of funny and a bit of a laugh the, but the organ grinder not the monkeys yeah yeah but this this and then Marky Marky Mark uh, flips out because he's been you know he's been embarrassed basically and told that he's stupid and he's yeah. which is what we know really sort of uh, ticks um, riles him out and gets his goat up um, and they have a little fight don't they and then um he accidentally kills him on yeah. purpose, probably. No, accidentally purpose. <laughs> yeah. With a dumbbell and it just flattens his head, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But that's all supposed to be an accident. But um, then the wife finds out. Because uh, it's obviously in the same building. And then um, they, they basically pump her with steroid, uh, horse tranquilizers, Ketamine, don't they? Yeah, they just Ketamine. fill her through and uh, eventually she overdoses. She, she overdoses and dies. Hor- it's horrible. Yeah. Absolutely diabolical. And as they, and then picture that, instead of this horrible poor mogul and a, a crass, brassy woman, you know, a young couple 
Yeah. You know, yeah. we've done nothing wrong. They turned up and they'd learn in real life, they turned up to a business arrangement. Uh, Lugo yeah. goes to, because obviously they need him alive to sign away the staff, but yeah. just doesn't know his, you know, roid rage strength and just like suffocates or breaks his neck. And yeah. then they, they go to, um, they inject her because she starts freaking out and they go, oh, keep her alive. Yeah. But in real life, they give her like a hundred times what would normally be used to actually tranquilize a horse. Um, because <laughs> they need, they need a, they need a code to get into his safe, don't they? Right? Yeah. Money. So they, they wanted to do exactly the same thing again. They wanted them to sign away all the stuff. They knew they'd have to get both of them because this time someone would report one of them missing if they took one of the other ones. So they knew they had to get both. Then, uh, yeah, so it was all completely, they, they intended to kill these people. Um, at some point, not yes. when they did kill them, but yeah, they intended so, to yeah. kill them at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a black comedy, so that's it's all good fun. I mean, yeah. Yeah, ultimately, I'm trying to think how this ends now because um, Ed Harris finds. Well, I think Ed Harris works with the FBI, and and they basically they they find him. They find them all. Yeah, they arrest them all. Yeah. Because they're not clever, they're not really hiding. No. And then they leave yeah, a massive fed. trail of evidence all the way yeah, to exactly. it's each very front door. Stupid. So they're all arrested, and then you get like uh, the, the closing montages of what, where they are now, what they're doing now, and what happened um, to the characters. Well, Dwayne Johnson's character was was let off after fifteen years in prison. Am I right? Because he had he basically sn- he snitched on him in court, didn't he? Basically, yeah. he opened up. And yeah, one of the real life characters did that and got reduced to sort of ten years. Right. Um, but Mark Wahlberg's character and Anthony Mackie's character get get death row, don't they? Yeah, but they still are today. They're still on death row. Which is weird. <laughs> it's just like life, isn't it? Why don't you say they get life? Yeah, because whilst you're appealing, they can't actually kill you, so they just keep appealing, I guess. So I suppose the realisation that they're going down hits Anthony Mackie, Mackie's character quite hard, I suppose. You know, In his facial expression, he acts a little bit. Mark Wahlberg seems to find it all a bit... Of a joke, yeah. Which um, in real life is the opposite way around again. So, yeah. um, apparently, when being sent down, the Anthony Mackie character was um, not really paying any attention and was laughing and joking with his 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 wife and girlfriend um, behind with him. So he, you know, he, he showed no remorse at all. Um, <laughs> but I guess again, you know, well, we want to like Marky Mark. We don't want him to be an utter wanker. The thing is, with the subject material, this could have been a very good film, um, handled sensitively and with real kind of like <gasps> shock value in the sense that we can't believe that A, people are this stupid, um, B, that so many things went wrong, mm. how inept the police were the first time, um, and like the horrible nature of, of these people played straight straight down the line mm. would have been good but this weird little fucking halfway house where we've got like Rebel Wilson's characters like I say literally you if you play the snippet of Rebel Wilson's um, scenes yes you would just go oh is this like Bridesmaids 3 or something it, yeah exactly it's got the tone she brings that tone to it um, it's so confused um, that there are no heroes as such you know, to, to get behind, apart from maybe Ed Harris's character, yeah. um, who who seems to, he's got. A, there's a lot of like um, individual scenes with him and his wife back in his house, and they have these like little scenes together, which is strange. <laughs> they are a bit weird. Where kind of where they're trying to bring down and give it some weight or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, tonally it's all over the place, and 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 uh, the music and the soundtrack as well is is uh, tonally all over the place. They use a lot of um, sort of gangsters paradise and they kind of yeah. um, that sort of thing, music, and then then in the sort of deep or, or sort of meaningful sort of art housey scenes that he's trying, he, he has this kind of um, very heavy sustained guitar riff going on yeah. and it plays that quite a lot lots of echo on it which which reminded me a lot of um, other films like 21 Grams and stuff it's got a very similar um, sound to it and it you, you hear that kind of um, minor chords and, and that sort of reverby guitar in, in lots of you know art house indie indie films which are about wheelies but <laughs> wheelings. wheelings I've got a wheeling 
But this is um, <laughs> it's just, this film. It's, it's really bad. It's really badly judged. And yeah, you say you think if if Michael Bay wanted to do something which was low budget, a bit art housey, and a bit funny and wacky, this is the wrong story. This is the wrong story. Yeah, he should have done. You know, you know. I mean, I'm not even funny. If he'd have just like fucked off the true story entirely, just went. I'm not touching that with a barge pole. Yeah. It's a great story. It's not a great story. It's a really interesting and horrible macabre story. Yeah. I'm not touching that. Yeah. I've got, you know, Mark Wahlberg, Dwayne Johnson, Andy Nanaki, great character actors. Yeah. Uh, Andy Shalob, again, great character actors. You could just do like an Ocean's Three kind of fucking film when yeah, there's a heisty a, thing. Like a shitty heist. And they could have been Welcome stupid. Welcome to Collingwood. Remember that yeah, film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a shit heist film. But that they could have been bodybuilders. They could have been stupid, yeah, and that, and they could, and that's where the humour. And they could, it could be like Catch Me If You Can, but oh, like um, Paul Blart, Mall Cop too, where things yeah. happen by accident. So yeah. the fighting scenes, people get totaled in that because of a of an accident that happens. Yeah. So you could totally see that working with this sort of genre film, yeah, um, or even like a bad, you know, bad boys. You know, they could, or like I said, as I mentioned at the top, the bad boys, uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. You could happily have like a, 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 you know, an odd couple buddy movie with the three of them, you know, fighting crime. So they, like, they oh brother, where art now? Yeah, yeah, but with body with meatheads. With meatheads. Damn it! Why'd you make me do that to you, Victor? I have responsibilities. Jesus Christ Himself has blessed me with many gifts. One of them is knocking someone the fuck out. But I think we have found a film that Dwayne Johnson can't save. I think you're right. Can I um, read out some notes that I took? Yes. These are my notes I wrote throughout the thing. It's horrible. <laughs> Appalling. Oh. Monologues. So many internal monologues. It's confused. Misogynistic, homophobic, body shaming, mean-spirited, crass, crude. I can't stay mad at The Rock. <laughs> All the characters are, are unlikable. They are... Ed fucking Harris. Ed fucking Harris. The film is long. <sighs> Two hours. Nine minutes. The Rock's toe. So many f Which toe was it? Is it this big toe? Was it? Yeah. Didn't seem big enough. Um, the swearing. Right? Okay, I'm not a prude. And obviously we swear in this podcast. It's explicit, right? But we swear to add value, I think, <laughs> to the delivery of what we're doing. Right? Colour. Yeah. This used... F-bombs like punctuation. Swearing for swearing's sake is just not cool for me. Right? Okay. Put your hands up. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, barbecue hands. Um, so apparently that actually did happen in real life, barbecue yeah. hands. And so did taking the chainsaw back. That happened in real life. With the human hair in it. That didn't happen. Because that'd be a little bit obvious. Yeah, they, these poor people. Um, yeah. Got any interesting scenes of note that you found... Just like, like yourself, just it's just horrible. <laughs> it's just I think if I'd watched this without knowing it was a true story, and I'd, and if I'd seen the words "true story" pop up, I probably would have dismissed it as Fargo bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I'd have gone fine, whatever, because it's Michael yeah. Bay. What the fuck would Michael Bay doing a Toy Story? You know, true story. You know. Toy Story, Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bay, the Toy Story edition. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Um, but I I did read about the actual crime and the actual people and how. These people, these victims have relatives that are alive and had to watch this. But it's okay because yeah. it's fine. They've they changed the names yeah. of the victims. They changed they changed the names of the victims yeah. to um, protect them in some fucked up world. They think that's enough. Do you think um, we don't like this more because we're of a certain age and we care a bit more about the essence of life? The the pure the pureness of life. Yes, I think you could be right. I think once you get well, once you've had a family, once you have kids, you suddenly realise that it's not cool. All people around you have, start yeah. dying, yeah, or yeah. die, or right? die, and the reality of of your mortality, yeah, or being is, the victim survivor of some form, yeah. is is suddenly not a funny thing anymore. Yeah, you know, I mean, when I was in my early 20s and things like that, and obviously, I, you know, I, I could, I had the stomach for stuff. I would watch, you know, challenging films. I think it, it's just a horrible piece of work. A real, there's nothing to like about it. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, I feel really bad and I feel sad that we've done it. Oh, I wanted you to do one more rhyme. 
I feel bad and I feel sad and I feel mad that we've actually done it. Yes. There's a fact on IMDb which I just wanted to share with you. This, this film, directed by Michael Bay, stars Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. One previous Bay film was The Rock in 1996, where the title referred to the Alcatraz Fortress and had nothing to do with Johnson, but both movies also feature Ed Harris. That's fucking tenuous. That is proper tenuous, based on the word The Rock, which isn't really in use in his name anymore. No. Should we do reviews? Yes! Why not? Let's have a laugh at the reviews! So, it's reviews time. What, what, what have you got in terms of reviews? I, I, I try to find good ones because I hate this fucking film. Yeah, I've um, got a good one and a bad one. This one comment on the bottom of this, this review, distasteful and disrespectful. I will never spend a dime on any film which any of these actors, producers or directors are involved with. It may not mean then. anything to them, but at least I have my self-respect. <laughs> but yeah, crack on. What are you going to do yeah. it in? What kind of voice? It's not really internet Troy voice. Troy, Troy, Troy voice. No, this is, this is meathead voice. Go on then. I love this movie were the first words to come out of my mouth when the end credits rolled. Can you imagine being sat next to this prick, right? <laughs> You've been suckered in by the trailer, yeah. and then you sit there, and you're probably at the end like this, and then he literally verbalises, I love this movie! <laughs> were literally the first words to come out of his mouth. I was smiling through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Except the movie, when the movie is serious. Another thing is, if you're afraid the film's going to make the anti-heroes based on the trailers, then worry no more because the movie shows are these bad guys that did terrible stuff, but they're so dumb that it's funny. <laughs> so yeah, it goes on yeah. to justify his ludicrous. What a meathead! What a meathead! Seth Begley, nine out of ten. Yeah. A good foo king time. I'm going to use the same voice as Seth because he's cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Pain and Gain is a very fast-paced, entertaining movie. The Rock doesn't even bother giving him his, old, his proper name anymore. Come on. Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Mackie are all hilarious as three stupid bodybuilders who decide to kidnap a lawyer, wasn't a lawyer, and take all his money. Everything goes horribly wrong as these morons do not know what they're doing at all. This leads to some very darkly funny scenes. Tony Schlahob, Ed Harris and Rob Cordry are also great in their supporting roles. The movie also has some very good fast-paced action scenes. We'll get your blood pumping. The movie is definitely worth checking out and I will be buying it when it comes out on video. On video? <laughs> <laughs> you might be waiting a while, mate. <laughs> but he can't wait to break out his 22-inch CRT and... Yeah, I love the rewinding. Adjust, adjust the tracking. God, the tracking's off, the tracking's off. Phone blockbuster. <laughs> Take it back. Do you, ever, do, you ever, do you remember those problems where you... The disappointment of going on... You know, spending that time in yes. blockbuster video. Or yeah. Choosing the video. Because it... A good one. Yeah. That's <laughs> in stock. Yeah. It's a Friday night. Before is it behind? Oh, fuck. It's yeah, not. yeah. This is before DVDs, right? Yeah. Chunky fuckers. Taking it home. Putting it in the machine. And it's a dud. It's a dumb <laughs> yeah. Get your shoes back on. Yeah. Get back the block. And every still. time they'd say the same thing. Did you check your tracking, love? Yeah. To young people, what was tracking? Tracking tracking was a small knob which stopped shit happening on your video. Yeah. So like, you, you it'd be could, like it'd be why would that knob be on there though? I don't understand. No, I don't know either. Just... There's something obviously it controls the maybe to control the speed or something or the precision the of the, of the heads. thing. Yeah. Because you would put the video in and you would get this distortion of the picture. Just through the middle. Yeah, yeah, and through the middle. And then you'd have a tweak of this little knob on your, Ooh, on your video recorder and it would just track it. You'd track it back, wouldn't you? Yeah. I miss tracking. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one here. My review is 10 out of 10, brilliant. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to do it in the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger because he was a bodybuilder. He was a bodybuilder. Let me try it and I might have to do it a couple of times to get it right. I've not done it for a while. Brilliant film. <laughs> Taking a cutting-edge look at delusion and feelings of inferiority. Now, this is more like Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. <laughs> uh, it shows clearly what men would do if they feel world hasn't given them enough. And instead, birthright to own that which other men have worked hard to have. 
the importance of introspection. Can't be stressed enough here. Now to the film. The acting. <laughs> Hold on, what was he talking about before? <laughs> <laughs> now to the film. The acting is believable. The humor is such that you feel sickened and delighted at the same time. For this film is insane and cruel. Yet it is shown entirely from the view of the main characters. Watching it, their twisted minds became clear and understandable. All their actions can be justified. Yet underneath this horror slowly rises in the viewer, in me, brackets. <laughs> At how far one is willing to go just to prove something to himself. Definitely worth seeing. I ended very poorly there with the voice, but uh, it's not worth seeing. So, in conclusion, oh. it's a shame we're ending in such a bad way. Yeah. Before we go on to the um, to choose next week's film or the next episode's film, because we, we don't do them weekly, so that's a, that was a lie. <laughs> Let's remind everybody, all our listeners, that we're on social media. We, we we're down with the kids. Our Twitter handle is at movie underscore bunker our facebook page if just search for us on the movie bunker podcast yeah and so yeah if you like us please like and subscribe to the podcast so yeah that's enough plugging um yeah so if you've got this far this is the good bit where we're going to talk about the next film or we're going to at least reveal what it is and then we i was thinking we've done the genres the genres we've done of we've done uh cheesy sci-fi we've done uh fantasy we've done cult we've done horror a degree, yeah. Really, we, well, I think zombie more than horror. Yeah, yeah. Really. I think you're right. We've done uh, comedy. Yeah. Ugh. We've done the unnecessary sequel. Yeah. Now we've done the public vote, and and now I want because I, I watched the Flatliners film um, unnecessarily, so I want to do the unnecessary remake. Yes, this is a good. This is a good choice. Well, there's plenty to choose from. So yeah, the crux of the pointless remake is is that um, films that have taken. Like, I, I was thinking of Ghostbusters, but it's not a pointless remake because they went somewhere different with it. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, that was more of a reboot, like all the Spider-Man films. Yeah, reboot, None reboot. of them are pointless. They all, they all go different directions each time. It's not just the same thing. So these are the films where they've gone, oh, I'm just going to do that film again. Well, the thing is as well, with with a reboot, sorry, with a with a remake, it, they tend to do it with a standalone film and not a franchise. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, without Spider-Man being the obvious other one. We'll surprise you. We'll, we'll take you suggestions. Know. We'll take suggestions on the next film. It's a remake and it's critically bad. Let's see if we can find something good to say about it. We'll tweet our friends at Big Bit Podcast. I'm sure they'll have some suggestions for they us. They will. So thanks for listening. Enjoy the sun. Or your jumper if you're listening at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's timeless, isn't it? <laughs> Cheerio. Bye. Mm-hmm. Dry humping. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,